Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Captain's Log. I'm Captain Zach. I'm Captain Greg and today we have uh, Captain Connor Rowe with us. Um, uh, so, Captain, how are you today? Good. How are you guys doing? Oh, good. we're good. We're good. So, uh, Captain, how, how's everything been going since since the course? What have you been up to? Uh, nothing, nothing crazy. Just uh, shortly after the class, once I um, once I knew I was going to get the license, I decided to go apply to where I worked in high school at the Wellwood and work on their water taxi. So I started bartending on that. I was, I guess, 18 or 19 at the time. And then as soon as my paperwork got filed and I got my license, then I, uh, I started running the boat. We would just take parties out and bachelorette parties and bachelor parties and people that just wanted uh, dinner cruises and stuff like that. So you still working with the water taxi or? No, so shortly after that summer, I ended up going back to school and I went to Wilmington University and was playing soccer there. And then um, I, I ended up leaving uh, Wilmington University and starting my own crab shack, and that's what I've been doing ever since. Now, is crabbing something you always wanted to do, or is that something that you just decided to pick up? Or So I've always crabbed recreationally. Uh, my dad was never a commercial guy. So once I graduated high school, I was just going with friends, and then one of my, one of my buddies ended up buying a license. And I was just like, wow, I'm crabbing just as much as he is, but I just can't keep as many. And he's making a lot of money every day, and I'm not. So, <laughs> so I ended up, I ended up uh, asking my dad if he, I could be a user on his TFL, because he's a charter captain, and he didn't use his crabbing portion. So I started crabbing a little like that, making money. And then shortly after, I bought my own license, just a little LLC, or an LCC, um, which is just unlimited trot line, 50 pots. Um, and I would just trot line run 2,400, 3,600 feet and travel down Chop Tank and North, wherever the crabs were, and got in with a couple couple little restaurants and started doing that. Now we're standing here uh, in, in, in your cool building here, 410 Seafood Company. I mean, talk about that. Talk about where that started and, and what you guys do here and, and what all you offer and everything else. And so I always knew I wanted to, to run my own business. I just at the time didn't know what kind of business. So I was in college and I was, I was actually, I was at one of my friend's apartments and my dad sent me a, a, a Facebook marketplace post of, the crab, of a crab trailer um, where people, they would set up at a liquor store and sell crabs out of it and they had a little fryer. It was a food truck pretty much. So I was like, oh, how cool, you know, that could be my, my start. You know, so the guy, he wanted a lot of money and I was in the works with the bank um, trying to get that. So then I didn't want to be at the location that it was already at. So I came to where we are today and I went to the landlord and asked if I could park a trailer here, kind of told him my idea. He asked me how much I would be paying in rent up there and how much the trailer is going to cost me. So I told him and then he goes, well, how about for $200 less a month and no money out of pocket, you take over this building, which used to be a diner, so it had a kitchen and a hood and stuff already and kind of a, a layout as, uh, as a retail store should have. So I, I thought it over and I, I took it and I worked on it all early spring and late winter and got it ready and I opened, uh, my first year was last June. I think the first week of June was my first week in operating and this is my second year. 
and uh, I'm doing pretty well. Now, do you guys have like a restaurant on the side, or do you guys just selling crabs out of the out of the store here? Or? So my first year, we just did everything steamed. We did we just did crabs, corn, shrimp, and then I have a fresh seafood option. So we we'd sell fresh rockfish, scallops, um, raw shrimp, um, salmon, um, crab cakes, soft shells all that kind of stuff, clams. And then this year I added um, two deep fryers and I started doing some fried platters to bring in some more people um, earlier in the day and earlier in the week, you know? So now we do fried shrimp, fried oysters, clam strips, chicken fingers, crab cakes, hush puppies, fried scallops, all that. And, and that's been doing pretty decent this year as well. Full, full seafood place. Full menu That's seafood. it. Full, That's... full menu yep. seafood. Freshly caught, though, huh? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Can't beat that. Nope. And we'll hopefully Can't be adding, adding some new stuff next year. Good, good. So let's talk about um, the crabs. When when you go crabbing, do you, how many boats do you run? Do you run any boats? Do you have how many pots you use? The process. So right now, um, I can only crab a couple days a week, and I haven't even been in... Oh, I crabbed last week, but... Not much in the last month or so because it's been so spotty and I've been so busy here. But when I crab, I crab on a 19-foot can craft from 2,400 to 3,600 feet of trot line. Um, I have a couple guys that they're not under contract with me, but they sell crabs to me, and then I deal with a couple wholesalers as well because I can't I can't personally catch enough crabs to for the volume that we go through a week. Um, but eventually, I'd like to. I'd like to buy a little dead rise, 32 foot or something, and um, and run 300, 400 pot rig. Yeah, that's, I, I see a lot of supply your own. Yeah, supply your own. Uh, you, yep. So you you catch the shrimp too, or is that? Yeah, all that comes from a wholesaler. I I only do crabs, um, but all that comes fresh seafood from from wholesalers and and all that. Eh, ain't nothing wrong with that. It's still fresh no matter where you get it. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, yeah. good 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 eating there. Um, crab season. I mean. What, what's a good season that you catch crabs? Is there a specific time you go? I mean, I yes. Mean, so the Maryland season opens up April April first, I believe, to December fifteenth. Um, where we are at the tip of the bay here, it's I mean our season opens April first, but it really doesn't pick up until May. You can go down, but you have to go down to Deal Island, pretty much Solomon's Island, to catch crabs. Um, if, as a trot liner, you know, it's pretty tough earlier in the year and then later in the year it usually shuts off for trot liners around the first week of November or so once some crabs get too deep and, you know, we can't, trot liners can't crab in 40 foot of water, so, right. so then pot guys pretty much take over after that and it's just them up until December 15th. Yeah, crabbing, crabbing is interesting. We, we try to do it every now and then, but yeah. we, got, we got nothing to do with them, so <laughs> we kind of catch it. It's a catch and release for us. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so uh, blue crab, you guys catch a lot of blue crabs. Is that what you Yep, that's, that? that's about it. That's all we catch. Um, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's interesting. It's, um, it's definitely definitely a, a good industry. Now, curious, let's, let's backtrack here for a minute because I'm kind of curious. You started this business, you said, last year? This, yeah, this is my second year, yeah. So, with the COVID-19, how did that impact you or didn't impact you? Or Talk, um, about, talk about that because that's interesting that you opened up this, this, this restaurant slash crab, I guess, seafood shack um, in, right in the middle of the COVID-19 right pandemic. Of so, yeah. let's, so, that was a little, 
so I, I took a, I didn't get any, any money or any help from anyone. I, I took a, I was dealing with the bank when I first took over the building to get a small business loan just to get me off my feet, um, just to get started. And it was like a week after I got approved for the loan, um, that's when COVID-19 hit. They sent all the college kids home. So I'm like, I was not panicking, but I was like, man, that kind of sucks. You know, <laughs> like I just took some money out and not a, not a whole lot of money. Um, something that can be easily paid back, but I was just like, God dang, of course, you know, it's my luck. I'm gonna start something. It could be good, but something like this could wipe me off. And I, I honestly think it, it helped people. Like I think it, the seafood market, it raised prices, so, so, you know, the, the first source is, you know, the crabbers, and now they get more money for crabs, and I don't, I don't know what drove the prices up like that, I guess, because the demand was way higher, because everyone was home. Everyone was so everyone was home, and a lot of the people were still getting paid, you know, to be home. Yeah. So I think a lot of, um, if, I think if anything, it helped me, just because everyone was home, and they still, people still like crabs. And, uh, and they just, they it's, just and it's really interesting. you were mainly then takeout is what you had to do. Yep, though, exactly. And, and it's it interesting helped. because yep. you look at last summer with, with everything that was going on, it was a different time than it may have been this summer. This summer it was all more about everybody getting back to normal life. Last summer it was, well, there are some people that are getting back to normal, but there are still some people that are, you know, in quarantine. So that's why it was kind of interesting to see opening up during this time you don't see a lot of people opening during the time it was a lot of closing and that's i mean it, it was interesting to hear from someone that did open up i guess a food distrib distribution place you know during covid because and succeed at and succeed at that's, yes. that's the key. you know and that's that's the key you're still running today and you guys are doing very well and I, i'm looking at the menu here and everything you got going on now do you have employees that work for you? I mean, how many guys you got working for you? So on a normal weekend, um, I'll probably, I have about five people on payroll, but we'll, we'll normally run three to four people. I'll have a girl up front, maybe two people up front if it's a busy Saturday, and then me and two guys in the back. Um, By the it, way, it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, so not a full week. Yeah, not a full week. Open, so not a full week. Thursday you know, through Sunday. end up also to, you know, doing that well with just a, a limited time open, too. Yeah. So, yes. Yep, so just, just, you know, three to five people pretty much operates the place. Um, three or so on the weekdays, four to five on the busy weekends. Holiday weekends, um, like Labor Day coming up, that'll be probably around six people, just because that'll we'll, we'll move a lot of a lot of crabs next yeah. week. Yeah, we're, just, we're in here talking right now, and it's it's definitely a, a nice nice place you got going here. We're looking looking forward to seeing it when, when you got some, some seafood here. I mean, we're not big seafood eaters, but... You know, you're in a very good place for that, and you know you're around the Maryland Delaware line, so you got you get a lot of Delaware people come over and tons. Tons. <laughs> tons. <laughs> Probably half of my customers. Yeah, I mean everybody's looking for good quality fresh seafood at that. I mean it's it's something that's you know in a place where we you know in Pennsylvania it's fresh seafood's kind of hard to come by. You don't see it a lot very often. I mean, yeah, so. don't get it. It's a oh, it's yeah. a change of pace here, so I mean it's yeah you know, it's it, it, it's it's pretty interesting. So um, and it goes to show you too. There's probably 15 or 20 other crab shacks in Cecil County, and all of them all of them do deep well. 
you know, so just goes to show you how many people eat crabs yeah. around yeah. here. I mean, that it's unheard of. That many people that are in the same business within 15, 20 miles of me, and we're all busy. And it's interesting That's too because different places, you know, this area has a lot of crabs. You know, you go down south, you know, to Louisiana, to the Texas, it's crawfish. You know, they have crawfish boils like crazy. You know, here it's crabs. Yep. You know, it's it, it crabs are very common here. You know, yep. so I mean, it's it's very very interesting to uh, you know, it's definitely cool to see. So I mean, yeah, sounds good. But yeah, so uh, we're here talking to Con Captain Connor Rowe. Uh, took our course in nautical academics a little while ago. It's good to hear you're years doing well. A few years ago, yeah. It's, yep. it's good to hear you're doing well, and uh, you know, I'm looking forward to, to keep working with you in the future and see, see what we can do, keep going and everything. But um, let's continue the conversation. What do you do in the off season? I hunt. You hunt. I hunt. What do you hunt for? What do you deer, ducks, geese. Deer. Um, you use a lot of deer meat. I'm sorry. A lot of deer meat. Yeah. Deer jerky. Yep. So that's that's another thing we do. I don't have. Um, much to do in the winter time, so I do like to travel. I like to hunt. Um, I'm playing a trip to Canada right now. I'm going to Texas for three weeks um, in late January. But I do. I would like to uh, figure out something for the winter time. Of old, hunting's a big passion of mine. I'd like to end up guiding waterfowl hunts at some point. Um, that's a whole separate license, and that I will be using my captain's license with that because you need a captain's license to take right. people on your boat for the water, water lines yep. and stuff like that. Um, so hopefully in the next couple of years I'll get get that business going, you know, so I can kind of keep money flowing year round, so I'm not spending everything I saved up all summer. <laughs> Work all summer and play all winter. Yeah, right? yeah, it's all fun and games till April comes around. Like, God, where all my money go? Yeah, I better get back to work. Huh? Yeah. So <laughs> what, what did you say you were all hunting for? Uh, Ducks, geese, deer. Um, I'd like to shoot some some other animals at some point. I'd like to go on an elk hunt. Um, I'm going to try and shoot an Audat in Texas this year. That's like a big um, mountain sheep, pretty much. That's pretty interesting. That's that's cool. Yeah. So, so I travel. Yes. Yep. So I'm going to I'm going to make that drive too. It's 23 hours or so from here. I'm going to do that. Um, We've actually done that drive multiple times. Have you? Uh, well, Texas to Pennsylvania. So yeah. it's, it's it's a fun drive. It's yeah. a lot of scenery. Used to live in. Houston. Okay. Yeah, I lived down in Houston for a while, so I, I did that drive a couple times a year, come back to Pennsylvania. So yep. it's nice, a lot of scenery, especially when you get like into Tennessee and stuff. It's just yep. gorgeous. I mean, you can't even. It's postcard scenery, you know. It's, it's yeah. really nice. So I'm planning that as well. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna stop in Tennessee on my way back. Um, so my whole family, or a lot of my family on my dad's side, is from Dallas. Um, so I go. I go there. That's what I hunt with when I go down there. But I just got a I got a field bred golden retriever last winter time, and I, I work with him every day. He's going to be a hunting dog, yeah. um, and he came from Bethel Springs, Tennessee, Montgomery Kennels. Check them out; <laughs> they're awesome people. Um, so on my way back, um, it's only eight hours from Dallas to where they live. So I'm going to stop and with with my dog Finn and bring him on a hunt with them, so they get to see him and see how I've trained him and all that kind of stuff. Good, good, good. Yeah, that's good. I mean, it sounds like you keep busy year-round, huh? Yeah, I try. I don't get many days off, <laughs> and I don't like to sit still. So when I get a day off, I just sit there and I figure out something to do. Yeah, I mean, can't just sit around. No, uh, I can't. Can't do. I that. try to. Sometimes yeah. I just really want to, and I just don't have it in me. <laughs> I figure out something to do. I go on the boat. I'll just take a boat ride, or I'm only you know five minutes from a boat ramp. 
So I'll, I'll splash one of my boats with my dog and bring a couple beers and just now, I mean, go for a little cruise. Since you have a captain's license, have you thought about running charters at all? Uh, you know, I have. I'm not a huge, I'm not as into fishing as like my father is. Um, we're kind of like the opposite, so I, I like crab. Fishing's fun, but I like I, I don't like to sit still. You know, crabbing is you're always moving. You're always the boat's always moving. You're always operating. You're always you're always busy. So I, I kind of geared towards crabbing. I could even um, you know thought about maybe doing crab charters one day. You know, my dad's done a couple of them. I think that's, that's interesting because you don't see too many of those around, like crab charters. I mean, yeah. you see the fishing charters are everywhere. Yep, you, you don't. Know? So he took a he took a group out like three weeks ago, and they they ran 1,200 foot of line, and they caught about a bushel or so, three quarter basket or a bushel, and then he brought them in um, while they cleaned the, while my dad's mate cleaned the boat. He steamed the crabs right up at the dock, and then he put a picnic table on the boat. Put all the paper on it, then put all the steam crabs on the on the picnic table, which is on the boat, and then took them for a little booze cruise crab feast on the boat. Oh, after they caught their crabs go. in the morning, yep, and then got to eat them as they that's, cruised through Rock Hall Harbor. You know what? That would be that. That's that's a pretty good idea. Yeah, Man, they that's... they had a blast. He said he said they they planned a second one, and and he's got more and more people looking to do that kind of thing. Yeah, Con Connor's dad also went through our course uh, several years ago. Yep. Um, Captain Lane. Row, so yeah, yep, so he, he's running charters three or four days a week now. On a uh, he, he had a 32 Carmen and then he sold that last spring and bought a 35 Markley, and that's what he's he's running. He just runs a um, he takes just six people just because it's not a huge boat and he doesn't want to go through the whole. You know, Coast Guard certifications right, right, and right, stuff. Right, right, to get it inspected. Yep. And all. So yep. he just runs a six-pack. It's easy to manage. Yep. And um, and has a blast with it. That's good. That's, That's good. good. So let's go That's back good. a little bit here. Uh, now I'm just curious. I'm thinking. I let's, if you don't mind, go through a day, uh, like one of your days of going out crabbing. Like, what do you do? When do you start? How long are you out there? Are you looking for a certain amount of crab? I mean. Just go through a whole day if you don't mind, because that's kind of interesting. So, it, it, as a trot liner, it starts the day before. You got to bait your line up. So I, my bait guy will come. He'll drop bait off here about four, four thirty. Um, it'll take me anywhere from an hour and a half to two and a half hours, depending on how much line I'm going to run that next day. And I'll be using, I'll use razor clams um, most of the time. So I'll bait up that night, put it, put it in my walk-in. Um, and depending on where I'm going, I can, so as a commercial guy, you can grab an hour before sunrise. So, a lot of times if I'm running down to the chop tank, um, you know, that's, for Tillman Island, that's an hour, 40 minutes from where I am. So, a lot of times I leave, I leave the house at 2 a.m., 2.15, drive my, drive, I drive a little bit, stop at the gas station, fuel up the boat, fuel the truck up get a sandwich or something inside. Then I head down there, we'll get out there. I mean, I'm out there for an hour, hour and a half before sunrise, just sitting dark, lay my line, crab a little bit in the dark till the sun comes up, and then the crabs really start biting as the sun comes up. Um, and I'll stay out there. If it's really good, I'll stay out there until it shuts off. Um, if I'm just picking away at them, I'll pick a number that I think sufficient for that day. And, and try and just top off whatever basket that is, and, and then and then roll. 
but most of the time then when you come back, you load your crabs back in the walk-in. If I'm going to sell them at my store here, I'll keep them for myself, or if I'm going to run them up to another restaurant and sell them there, I'll leave them a slip, drop them in their box, and pretty much roll. Now, for, for some of the listeners of the podcast that might not know, do you use just crab pods? Do you use, I mean, what, what, what all equipment do you use? Is it just crab pods? So, I, I run Trotline. I'm just specifically a Trotliner. Um, so, I run, it's a 1,000 foot line, 1,200 feet line with, I have snoods, which are like a little six inch piece of bungee every 10 feet with a slip knot on it. So, I, I, my bait goes in there. Um, and I run anywhere as a commercial guy I can run as much line as I want. So I'll run, you know, three thousand feet, let's say, and bait all that up and go. But there's a, there is guys that run, you know, six, seven hundred crab pots, and they fish them every day. And um, see, so it's just it's pretty much whatever you want to do. It's all relative, you know. It doesn't a trot line, you know, costs two hundred and fifty bucks. One pot, brand new, costs about forty bucks. So you do the math. If someone's running seven hundred crab pots. That's it's a, quite a bit, quite a bit of expense there to get started. Yeah, with. it's a, it's before the before the crab is even in. Yep. So you can definitely make you can make more money crab potting, but it takes it's a I mean it's a grind to you get started. You got to spend money to get money. Yep. Crab potting. Yep. You, know, you got to pay to play. Yeah. You got to pay to play, and you know there could be some days you don't you know you exactly don't get nothing. It could be some days you make a living in one day. Yep. It's like yeah. You, you know, can't look at you can't look at your day by day number because it, in this industry you get upset. Yeah. There, there might be a month. I mean, this is this has been one of the worst crab seasons we've had. So there was probably a month where some guys just paid to go to work every day, pay a thousand dollars every day you leave the house to to make nothing. To make nothing. So then now, so then once it starts picking up, you just try to make up for lost time. Make make haste while while you can. Then. Yep. Exactly. Yep. I wonder why, why. I wonder why it's been such a bad season. I mean, is that because there's more people? With the pandemic crabbing, picked up a hobby crabbing, or I mean, I, I wonder why. Like that's just, you know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. People ask me that because people around here know mm-hmm. that it's been bad because that's why you know prices are so expensive still. This time of year, they should probably be fifty, fifty, sixty dollars cheaper than what they normally are. Um, that's just because the crab supply is low and the demand's way up still. Um, but everyone will tell you something different. Every commercial crabber has their suspicion. Let's say blue cats are eating them, or snakehead, or salinity in the water, or or just getting bad sheds. I don't. I don't overfished. Know. Yeah, overfished. <laughs> yeah, you hear all kinds of things. Yep. So I, there's I don't. There's no one reason. You know, it could be a lot of reasons all at once. Um, but yeah, I, I have no. Have you guys idea. had a hard time getting any shrimp? Shrimp has actually been a little difficult. The prices of that are way up as well. And I think that's, I don't know if there's actually a, a shortage of shrimp, but I know there's a shortage of people working and driving. And we don't, none of our shrimp come from here, you know, so it's all coming from Carolinas or Louisiana. Right. So that's, I think, what drove the price up on shrimp is just well, that now it's no gonna one be driving. It's going to be, from Louisiana, a lot harder to get shrimp now with the storm. Just yeah. Happened. So, I mean, you know. It's gonna be. Yep. So I'm, I wonder. I wonder what that's gonna do. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. That'll be. But they're getting hit right now, I guess. Yeah, because yeah. you gotta even figure a lot of them shrimp boats that go off in Louisiana and stuff. You know, they're probably. You know, yeah. That storm and everything. It's gonna be tough. Yeah. Shrimp a lot of those guys may have picked up all their gear too, just so they don't lose stuff. Right. Yeah. And get struck away. A few days ago. Yep. 
weeks ago. Yep, so we'll see. Prices might shoot up a little bit here in the next week or two. Yeah. Shrimp gets tight. Yeah, do you eat a lot of it? Do you eat a lot of crab and shrimp, or is it just you work with it? You know, you kind of get sick of it. Say, do you eat a lot of it? It depends. Sometimes I'll go through like a month or two where I don't eat any of it, just because I'm just sick of it. You're always around it. Yeah, I'm like... always around. It. That's my <laughs> life: is crabs and corn and shrimp. <laughs> and um, but then there's some some weeks where I just I try to eat crabs every week. Yeah, you know, it's it's complete. I don't know. I didn't even start eating crabs this season until like a month ago. And it's another thing; they're just so expensive. You know, I don't want to eat my own product that I just, <laughs> that I just bought. Take, take it away from my profits. Spend all the money on that equipment to eat it yourself. I know. Yeah. yeah. So normally, I, I try to save, you know, a half dozen of nice ones um, for me and my roommates or whatever buddies on Sundays, and we'll go take them, steam, them, watch some football, and eat them. But it's the pr prices have been so high. I tell them, I'm like, I'm not giving you these crabs. <laughs> yeah, not yet. Not, not, not yet. giving them to you. You want to pay? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. No friend discount there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Straight business. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Hopefully these prices come down a little bit. It's just now. So when does the season end for you? For for listeners that might not. So the season ends December fifteenth. But you know, people once kids go back to school after Labor Day, people stop thinking about seafood and crabs all the time. So I'll start. My business will start um, like diminishing a little bit starting next weekend after Labor Day. Um, and it'll slowly decrease and decrease. And I'll usually close up around the, um, the week before Thanksgiving. So we won't be selling a lot of crabs, but a lot of people like the fresh seafood and stuff in the fall. And then once oyster season comes in in Maryland, I sell a ton of oysters. Um, so that kind of picks up where crabs left off. When's oyster season in the fall? That's, it's the first couple weeks of October. I don't know the date specifically. I think it might be the 15th, actually. Um, so I'll start selling that, and then I'll be closed until April, but I open up on like Thanksgiving. I do, so you can you can pre-order just fresh seafood through me, and I and I pick a date that people can come pick up. So if you guys wanted, you know, fresh seafood for Thanksgiving, you know, you, you text me or call me your order, I write it down, and I order from my wholesalers specifically to that person, you know. And uh, I pick dates, so like the day before Thanksgiving, all the day, um, where I just open up for that day, people come and get their orders that they ordered, and then I close up again. I do that for Christmas and New Year's as well, and then I believe I'll do it for Easter um, this year too. So we pretty much stay closed, but I open up just for, for the fresh, major holidays. For the major holidays, just to um, get people some fresh seafood and stuff that the like, normal people can't get on their own. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. that's that's I mean that's a good idea because you know. I know, like a lot of people, you know, some people they eat fish for Christmas. Yep. You know, and it's it's good to have yep. uh, somewhere to go to get it. You know, because a lot of places are closed for the winter time. Because especially in Pennsylvania, it's snowing and minus five degrees and yep. everything else. I mean, it's that's that's good that you that you uh, that you're open for the major holidays. Yep. That's that's real good. So. Um, All right. Well, yeah. Well, been a pleasure, and um, we'll have to do this again, maybe, yeah, as definitely. far as to end up um, um, 
We'd like to end up, this is our thing, we want to get out to end up talking to our captains and see what they're doing. Yep. See yeah. what they're doing with the license and, yeah. uh, and Again. in their lives and all. So. Again, this is Captain Connor Rowe. Now, we talked a lot about your business here at 410 Seafood Company. Do you guys have Facebook, Instagram, anything that any listeners can go look at and yep. see what you guys got going on here? Facebook, you type 410 Seafood, um, we'll pop up and we post almost daily on there all of our specials. Um, located in Chesapeake City, Maryland. Um, so if you're ever in the area, come check us out and uh, get you some nice seafood, some fresh seafood. All right. All right, right Captain Connor, thank you again for doing this, and uh, we'll talk to you guys next episode. Thanks for having me. All right, thank you.